The Motivational Moments podcast is made possible by the generous sponsorship of Prime Information Security, online at www.primeinfosec.com, and with the support of our many subscribers. Thank you. Hello, everyone. This is Linda Ockrell-Jenner with another Motivational Moments podcast. And today I'm really excited um, to be able to interview Kirsten Kramer, who is the um, owner of Premier Focus. Hi, Kirsten. Hi, how are you today? I'm good. How are you, Linda? I'm very excited that we can interview you. And um, thank you again for um, taking this time. I know you're having a busy busy week. So, Kirsten, would you like to... um, tell our listeners exactly who you are and and, and what you offer at your business? Sure, sure. Um, Well, I'm um, actually uh, a German lady. Um, I grew up in uh, Germany, close to the Frankfurt area. So my background is German. I moved to Canada in the mid-90s and uh, stumbled into the translation profession. And uh, over the years, that's grown into a translation agency. So right now, um, Premier Focus is in its 15th year of business, and we provide translation and proofreading services. And um, basically, whatever documents or websites come our way, we convert it from one language into another. Wow, that sounds wonderful. Now, I have to be honest. I only do speak and read the English word, so I'm I'm very lazy. I really admire someone who can speak and read more than one language. So in the early days of your business, how difficult or easy was it for you to find clients? Um, well, actually, it turned out to um, work on the referral system more than anything else. Um, I started out as a freelance translator at first, So um, I was translating myself from English into German and vice versa. And um, as people became to know me and uh, see my work, they referred me to other people and it snowballed from there. And then um, eventually somebody said to me, you know, you do a great job with German. Do you know somebody that's also um, can provide French translation, someone that you trust? And that's kind of where the translation agency started to grow from there. We just expanded from one language and kept adding on to it. Oh, wow. So when you were at high school or even before high school, had you always had an interest in other languages? I did, actually, um, and I can tell you that my parents always took me to Florida in the summertime on vacations, so um, I spent quite a few summers in Florida and uh, as a little girl and enjoyed listening to the English language, and I learned a little bit in school and uh, actually grew up with British English in school. And uh, I always thought to myself, one day I'm going to move to the States and uh, I'll spend a year there maybe just to go on an exchange program or something before I go into the working world. And uh, that actually never came to pass because I ended up meeting my husband in Germany and then he introduced me to Canada. But um, (laughs) I started out with British English, then I met my husband and uh, he corrected me (laughs) before we moved (laughs) over here. So now I'm more on the Canadian English side. (laughs) Oh, that's a lovely story. That's a lovely story. So um, 
you enjoyed you enjoyed obviously you know learning other languages which is something I never have I'm I'm basically very lazy I do apologize for that um you also seem to be a people person though you do get on very well with people yes I do I love people and do you I think do. yeah do you think this is an asset in your line of work I mean if you don't like people how on earth can you find out what they want from you Right. And it's actually interesting because the majority of my business is actually being run over the Internet. So there's very little face-to-face -face contact with uh, my clients or even with the consultants that I work with. But yet um, I find that even via email I'm able to establish somewhat of a connection and uh, get to have a little bit of fun. It doesn't have to be dry just because you're communicating by email. That's a really good point, Kirsten. I'll tell you for why. Um, I often offer seminars on communication, effective communication, and sometimes emails, text messages, um, social media, um, information, conversation we have, sometimes the message we want to convey can be distorted or felt by the other person that we're not conveying a friendly mm -hmm. message. Um, how do you manage to overcome that so that your message is always effectively communicated? <laughs> Probably proofreading. I proofread everything I send at least twice. I find that a lot of people don't take great care in um, how they word their message, they don't really realize that by wording it a certain way, it comes across differently than they originally intended to. So I guess I have a little bit of a um, a little bit of a better touch for proofreading my work because that's the business I'm into. But I really try to uh, not only come across on a business level, but also a little bit on a personal level in order to establish a little bit of a better communication. Mm -hmm. That's very important. So um, when you say a lot of your clients are online, how did you connect with those clients in the first place? Are they all referrals or did you do something extra to find those clients? Um, a large part of the business is referrals, but then there's also the regular advertising we do. A lot of clients come to us through uh, the yellow pages. Some come through the Chamber of Commerce and uh, some come through networking and meeting, meeting people locally here in town. That's interesting because um, I do speak to a lot of people about yellow pages and whether that's um, a good form of advertising for them. So what is it about yellow pages that you think works for you or your type of business does work for yellow pages? Well, I think a lot of people are not really sure where to look for a translator or a translation agency. It's not like uh, we're not in a profession where everybody knows us. It's not like, say, a real estate agent. I think everybody in town will have somebody in their close circle of friends that knows of a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the translation agencies, there's not very, of us, very many of us around. So people tend to go to the Yellow Pages first to see and try to find us. Okay, so that works makes, really well for us. Yeah, that makes sense. So basically, what you would say to people is um, look at the business you have and the message that you do want to convey and the clientele you're looking for, because a lot of people might spend money on Yellow Page and get nothing at all. Right. So That's it depends right. on the business. What other forms of advertising do you do? Um, newspapers, magazines, that kind of thing? Uh, we've actually done quite a bit of advertising through Google AdWords. 
Um, a few years ago, when Google AdWords first started out, that's worked really well for us. Uh, we were kind of at the beginning uh, phase of that. When Google AdWords started out, we placed some advertisements on there, and that worked very well for us. Mind you, that was before the time when it became very busy, and I think by now it's at the point where it's saturated. The prices are really going up for the advertisements, and um, the traffic is not as high as it used to be. But um, for you can still find certain keywords that work really well. That's interesting because that's one of the things I'm not um, as aware of as you are, obviously. So what would be your advice to someone who is thinking of using Google AdWords? How would they um, find out or, or know if it's a good thing for them to do and if it's affordable? Mm-hmm. Um, Google AdWords actually has a lot of information online on their website. They walk you through the process step-by-step step quite nicely. Um, there's a lot of tutorials available, so it's not like you have to jump in it not knowing what you do. You can uh, actually try it out. I believe when you open an account, they even give you a certain amount of credit for free. So you can just let it run for a few days and see what it does for you. Excellent. And um, I think it's all about trying to find out what keywords work for you. So um, just running an ad for us under the word translation is almost pointless because there are so many other translation agencies that are interested in doing the very same thing. Mm. But you kind of have to drill down and find out, well, what is it that you're really good at doing? Maybe it's legal translations and then narrow down on one term and say, contract translation, so advertise with a couple of specific terms that apply to you and your business. That's wonderful advice. So now I've got a question, which please answer honestly. <laughs> you don't have to pretend that you've had some um, some challenges if you haven't, because I love to hear of successful businesses. Have you had any challenges in the early days or even recently that have held you back from moving forward or even make you think, why on earth did I get into this business? Well, I think as you grow over time and as your business grows over time, um, you come to a point where you have to learn to um, let go, um, learn to grow with the business and be able to also let other people into the company to help and provide you with advice and um, let you take the next few steps to the next plateau that you're looking at. I think that's been a, a lesson for me, just to find out that there's only one of me, there's <laughs> only so many hours in the day, and try as hard as I might, I will not be able to accomplish it all in one day. And I think especially as women, we'd like to do that. We'd like to be the perfect mother, the perfect wife, the perfect businesswoman. And you come to a point in your life where you realize, you know what, you just have to learn to also allow other people to come into your life and help you. It's okay to reach out and uh, ask for advice and uh, be able to say, okay, help me with this. Tell me how I can get to that next level. That's a really, really good thought. So is there a trust issue there, though? I mean, what kind of things did you have to let go personally in your business arena that may have caused trust issues? And if so, how did you get over that hurdle? We're at that point in time right now, actually, where we're reviewing everything because we've been in business for 15 years. When we started out, um, obviously, you're so busy with starting up the company and everything that you don't really have a lot of time to look at um, branding and marketing and your approach. And um, all of a sudden, there's all these clients that you need to take care of and you get wrapped up in all the work that you do. And now we look back at that time and we realize, well, we've done well, but maybe it's time now to go back to the drawing board and 
see, okay, what have we done right? What can we improve on? So right now we're um, looking at our marketing again and uh, trying to see what we can do better and uh, see who we can bring into the picture. So it's a learning experience for us right now. So you you have not, none of these issues with trust. I hear a lot of, especially smaller business owners, not not the large corporations, but the smaller business owners. It's a trust issue. Who do we trust? How do we find someone we can trust? Mm-hmm. So you have no none of those issues, which is good. Um, and it's not. I think it's not um, not so much about trust for me, but it's also to make that personal connection. A lot of the business I do, I, I like to meet the people and then just see how, how do we flow together. Is there a connection? And then once you see, okay, he understands what I'm talking about and knows where I'm coming from and is willing to listen, uh, there's automatically uh, that trust there. That, that's, a wonderful, that's a wonderful way to explain it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm an avid networker. I love to network face-to-face and online. And mm-hmm. I believe you and I did meet online, or is my memory escaping me? Yes, we did. We met through Twitter, actually. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, as you know, I'm an avid um, advocate of Twitter and all the social media platforms because they work for me. How do you think they work for you, Kirsten? Pardon me? Could you repeat that question? Yeah, no problem. Um I'm an advocate of Twitter and any other social media platform. They work well for me because of my personality and my business. Do you believe that they work for you in some way as well and you enjoy using those kinds of platforms? I do as well because, uh, like I said before, I enjoy bringing a little bit of uh, personality into the business, even though we're a service business and uh, people expect a certain amount of professionalism and... um, um, how should I say, um, perfectionism from us. I also like to show that, yes, there's people behind the scenes that work for you and that are interested in uh, what you have to say and what you need. And I find Twitter or Facebook gives um, our company the opportunity to um, show who's behind the scenes and say, yes, we're all people as well, and we're here looking out for you and Uh, we like to have a chat just as well as the next guy. So it's not just all about business. It's also about the personal connection. And Twitter and Facebook allows us to do that. Now, a lot of people ask me, I don't know whether you get asked the same question, what's in it for me? Why do I go on Twitter? How many referrals? How much work do I get out of it? And my answer is always, I get out of it what I put into it. Um, Do you feel the same? You have to contribute an awful lot of time and effort before it doesn't come instantaneous, I believe. Definitely. But I think that's the same for all advertising media. It was the same for Google AdWords. It's the same with the yellow pages. Everything needs to always be tweaked. I don't think there's one easy answer. So um, just like with uh, our Google AdWords, it took us a while to figure out what kind of keywords worked for us um, Mm -hmm. and for which countries and so on. You tweak that, and I think it will be the same experience for us with Twitter and Facebook just to see what are people interested Mm -hmm. in finding out about us or what are people interested in reading about and then what brings them to us to say okay I'm going to give them a call. Mm-hmm. Now when you're, you're at the chamber networking or any other face-to-face networking event do you find an awful lot of people competitors attending the same networking events as you? Um, no I wouldn't say that necessarily. So I does that mean a... it's not a saturated market or just in the region where you live there's not a lot of people offering the same service? Um 
Um, there's not a lot of people here in town actually that offer that service, and I think there's um, also maybe the other um, agencies are not as busy going out there and networking and uh, putting a face to the company. Maybe that's what it is. That's that's really good thought. So, um, as a, as a, a tip, some tips to offer to other small business owners who may or may not be in the same area of you, but you know we can always share tips even if we're in the in the same business. Sure. What three tips would you offer to anyone out there who um, just entering the world of small business? What are the three most important tips that you would like to offer to us today? Um, definitely, for sure, never give up. Follow your dreams. I think everybody, every small business owner knows that if you have a vision for something that you'd like to do, just go ahead and follow that. Follow that uh, feeling in the pit of your stomach. If you say, you know what, I have a vision for myself to go ahead and achieve that, follow that. Um, secondly, research has been very important to us. So um, research at the library um, or talking to other people that are in the same industry or the the Internet actually is a fabulous research tool. Um, so we've accomplished a lot just by researching, seeing what other people do, what works for them. And um, lastly, I would say that um, the personal connections in the business for us have been great too, just to meet other people. Um, even though we're, like I said, we do a lot of business over the Internet, it's nice once in a while to get together with the people that you work with and just establish that personal connection and bring that trust into the relationship. Those are wonderful tips. Thank you so much. So where do you see yourself heading um, in the next, say, five years? Um, obviously, you've had lots of goals and you've achieved those goals, and that's wonderful. So where do you see yourself in the next five years? Well, I think uh, we'd like to uh, just grow the company a little bit more, have some outside help coming in to help us grow. Um, be a little bit more visible also in the local community. We have a fair bit of clients outside of Kitchener-Waterloo um, worldwide in the States and in Europe, um, but I'm not sure that a lot of people in Kitchener-Waterloo or in Ontario for that matter know that we're here and that uh, we can do a good job for them. So my goal would be to educate them and uh, let them give us a try. That's really fantastic. So um, I know that you're married, Kirsten. I know you have children. So how do you manage to balance your time um, between work and, and, you know, family life? Is it, is it a hard balancing act? Of course, it's always a balancing act. I think uh, that's also the reason why we ended up uh, getting into business for ourselves is to be able to shape our workday the way we wanted to. And um, it's worked for us so far, but I think it's a balancing act day in and day out. But uh, just like I heard uh, somebody else on your podcast say, it's nice to have that option to mm -hmm. say, well, I am self-employed. I can set my own schedule, and today I choose to watch the soccer game, or yeah. this afternoon I choose to take out my kids to go mini-golfing. So I think it's a balancing act day to day, but it works. It does work. It has definitely has its uh, its benefits when you're in business for yourself. That's wonderful because I know a lot of people, including myself, find it a constant struggle because the busier you get, the more successful you get, it's really hard to say no. But you and I realize right. that our health and our family come first. And it's to me, success is not about how much money I, I earn. It's mm -hmm. about, you know, being healthy, happy and with my family and friends. And you're right. very and passionate about your business also. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to also schedule that free time in for yourself. 
that's something else I've learned. Even if I need to schedule something in advance, one month in advance, mm-hmm. well, that's fine. But then I know, well, that time will be there for me and my family. Yeah, that that's fantastic advice. So, Kirsten, um, if you'd like to give us some information about how our listeners can find you, um, like, first of all, I guess a website if you do want to offer a phone number and any of the uh, social media sites that you're active on, if you want our listeners to connect with you there, just reel off a list and we're ready for you. Sure. That sounds great. <laughs> you can uh, find us online. Um, our website is at premierfocus.com. Uh, we're also on LinkedIn. You can find me there under my own name, Kirsten Kramer. Uh, and I will spell that out because most people don't know how my name is spelled. It's K-E-R-S-T-I-N and uh, Kramer with a K. And um, on Twitter, you can find us at Premier Focus. And um, otherwise, we're always available uh, available by phone. Uh, the phone number here is 519-883-8415. And we'd love to hear from any of the listeners. Oh, thank you so much, Kirsten, for your time today. I've um, met you a few times. You came along to one of the SBCN meetings as a guest, and you enjoyed it so much. Thank you for becoming a member. We really appreciate that. Um, I find you a very um, passionate, bubbly, open um, person, and I think this is why you and I obviously get on very well, but... (laughs) Um, I think also this is part of your secret of your success because of the kind of person you are. And um, I wish you all the luck in the world, and I look forward to seeing you again. Thank you um, for the opportunity. Well, um, I love offering people the chance to to be interviewed on the podcast because we are worldwide, we are global, and you never know who might want um, your services. And if I can help people, including you, by offering the chance Mm -hmm. to interview you, I think it's a wonderful way to to help. Um, Have a wonderful day. Have you got anything planned um, for this weekend? I know it's going to be a rainy weekend. Right. Well, we actually have friends in town that uh, have moved to Hong Kong recently, so we're going to be spending some time with them. So that'll be fun. And I always enjoy hearing about other cultures just because of the business that Mm -hmm. I'm in. So Mm -hmm. I look forward to uh, hearing from them. They've traveled all over the world by now, so that'll that'll be nice. Well, you have a lovely weekend, Kirsten, and we will be in touch soon. Um, Bye for now. Thank you. Bye-bye. 